Father, we thank you for today. I thank you for your grace and mercy that you uh, have extended in our lives. I thank you that you hung on a cross for sinners. I thank you for the Christmas coming up and just that we have our eyes focused on you and just being uh, a light in a lost and broken world. I pray for this podcast that every we talk, everything we talk about, we just strive to bring glory to your name. In Christ's name, amen. Amen. Welcome to another edition of Trust the Process Podcast. Yours truly, Rob the People's Plug Martin, joined by always the Reverend with the fresh cut. What's up? What the, up? My the barber Italian got me together, Stallion. Corey Abel. Man, we need to have him, like, before the podcast. If he came up here and cut our hair, it'd be love, wouldn't well, it? I told him we can go live out there at the uh It'd be dope. Show. It'd be dope. And as always, Mr. Regular Strength himself, Julius Maddox. Julius Maddox. Feels good to be back in the studio. What's up? Live yeah, in action. COVID you know the vibe. Through. So, as you guys seen probably previously before, um... You know, I'm not ashamed of who I am, where I've, where I've, got, how I've gotten to this point, and I know that um, there's no denying it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it or be who I am today if it wasn't for Jesus. So I made a post the other day that um, it said something along the lines of, uh, like, I wouldn't be who I am if it wasn't for Jesus, or be where I'm at if it wasn't for Jesus. And, That's right. You know, Facebook people already know what I'm about nine times out of ten. Man. Um, even even on Instagram, the majority of people know who I am. But whenever it's two different worlds, though, it is two different worlds. It's crazy the separation from Facebook and Instagram when it comes to people and the the reach. So I have a lot of people, even if they're not following me, they're following me. So you can you can you can get notified when someone is posting, I believe, and not be following them, right? Right. So I have a lot of. Why do I carry all the time? Like, why do I carry my gun everywhere I go? And um, yes, I'm not. I'm not a felon anymore. Praise God. But it, it, the reason why it's not like I needed, like I needed it back then. But now, so and people are crazy. And um, just because of who I am, as far as a Christian, uh, man, I get attacked on a daily basis. I mean, whether people are in my inbox or people sending me videos. Um, just because of what I profess. Yeah. And uh, like I told the guy last night, I told the guy, and I, I, I don't shy away from it. People say ignore it. I don't ignore it. I address it. I let them know. Like, ain't no way friends or buts about it. You can't change my mind. Um, I'm going to, me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord mm. until I'm until I'm six feet under. Come on, preach. Until the Lord takes me. So, and I'm definitely not ashamed of that. I don't care if I lose follow, a following or what the case may be. Um, I was, I'm a Christian. I'm a, a a spiritual leader in my household. I am uh, I'm going to serve Jesus before um, weightlifting or whatever the case may be, fame, however you want to put. They it. They don't understand that, do they? No, they don't understand it because and that's what I tried to explain to a guy last night. I mean, this morning. In fact, another message was just like, "You don't know me outside of 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 Christ." And I mean, meaning like I know he doesn't, you know, see what I'm doing as far as serving the Lord, like. As his uh, own type of, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but anyway, so if you don't he, know, he doesn't know me, but he feels as if he knows me. Is what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah, because my life is displayed. Oh, yeah, right? they they feel like they're, they're your best friend. So yeah, so on social media, they feel like they're trying to do get do me justice by telling me what I'm doing is wrong, and I'm 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 trying to explain to you guys like I know you think you know me, but you don't know me. Man. You don't know me outside of Christ. You don't know me. You just see this Julius that that you think is serving this this God, 
But, like, I mean, it's real because the person who I am before, like pre-Jesus, guys, it, 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 I can't, like, when I tell people, like, some of the stuff that I've been through, that we've been through, that we've done, people think that I'm lying. Man. So it's like the Tim Tebow effect, right? It's everybody told Tim Tebow he should just play football. He shouldn't be, you know, he shouldn't profess his faith and he shouldn't be worried about all that. He should just worry about being a quarterback. And I think that's the box that people try to put you in as Jew, just be a weightlifter. Man, you might have seen me in the streets, but Charlotte, you well, don't know me. Messaging started at like 5 a.m. And that's what he was saying. Like, the power is in you. It's not in Jesus or, or this God that you're following. Wow. And I'm like, bro, you have no idea. Look, on my own accord. Man. Death. On my own accord, like I was headed down a, I was already down a dark road. I was headed to death, man. And and there's no picture that I can show you that I can paint for you to help you understand how vile of a person I was. Um, I didn't care if you had kids. If if you had something that I wanted, I was gonna take it, or or find a way to manipulate you, or 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 I mean, just regardless whether drugs or whatever the case may Fuck be, money, we, we all did whatever it was. For example, and I'm not proud of this, but I remember a girl came to my house to buy some drugs, and she was she was she wasn't short, but she had just enough money to get the drugs. But she was like, "I need to buy diapers too. Is there any way I can give you half and get these diapers, and I'll pay you on the first whenever I get the rest of my money?" And I just remember it was like, "No, either you want it or you don't." Man. And when she gave me that money, I didn't even bat an eye thinking, like, those kids need diapers and they're going without diapers. Oh, yeah. That's And I was never raised. Like, my mom raised me. Like, my mom did the best she could with what we had. Mm -hmm. Even my dad. Like, my dad did the best he could with what he had as far as what he was dealing with. I didn't understand the flip side of it, what he, the, what the demons that he was facing and what he was going through until I went through it myself. But, man, there was no reason... There was no reason at all for me to act like that. Yeah, there for was you no reason for me to live that way and treat people like that. I remember like getting a thrill off treating people like junkies. That I had that power that people would be willing to do whatever it whatever you wanted them to do just because you had this drug. Yeah. Whether it was a, a girl or or if you had a guy that you wanted to that you had motives that wanted them to take care of something for you, they would do it. And it's just like when you have that power it's addicting, you know, and just to look back and see who I was and how I treated people and how I treated women and how um, manipulative I was and man, I and looking back, you know, we we talked about this before how we called ourselves like bosses and we're kings and we're all this stuff, but we wasn't holding up jobs, we wasn't taking care of our responsibilities, we were leeching off women, we expected everybody else to take care care yeah. of us, yep. and. We wasn't working for anything. Our work ethic was at bare minimum. So without understanding who I really was, you don't really get to see the sweetness of Jesus. Like you don't, you just don't, you don't, you don't get to see the mercy that has been um, given in my life and the grace that is still in my life. You don't, you don't get to see that. So to a person trying to explain to them, hey, look, no, you don't know me, where I was, where I come from, whenever I was in that jail cell facing prison time which we've all have faced like you wasn't you wasn't with me you wasn't there when everybody else counted me out when everybody else cut me off so 
whenever that transition happened and and I know that I had an encounter with with, with Jesus, like you can't you can't change my mind. Man. I've never been able to change my mind. I don't I don't care what anybody says. It brings tears to my eyes thinking about it because it was so real to me that like it's just like seeing this coffee saying, no, there's not coffee there. Like, I know that there's a cup of coffee right here. Like, I know that Jesus was with me in that point in time. You can't convince me different. I've seen Jesus work around my life over the past 10 years, um, not just in my life, but people around me. And I'm seeing, like, cases and circumstances that man can't just conjure up. Right. I think what you see is the name of Jesus is offensive to a broken world, right? Very offensive. So you see things like, it's not Merry Christmas, it's Happy Holidays. Yeah. It's, you know, anything but Jesus. And so as, as if Julius was promoting himself, no one would have a problem. But since you promote Jesus, the world has a big problem with it. The world has a problem with you being unapologetically Christian. It's, hold on, Jew, you did this. You, you, you set up your platform. You are in the gym lifting weights. But what they don't take into account is, when you was in jail and didn't have nowhere to go and the many times you tried to piece your own life together just to stumble again, and the same with me and the same with Rob, but I always just tell people, like, Jesus is offensive to a broken world. Man, especially right now in a culture that says be whatever you want to be. You know, mm -hmm. they do don't whatever see, you want to do. Yeah, they don't see the moment whenever the super meets the natural and something supernaturally happens in those moments. Um, you know, because for, for us, like, we didn't... We didn't. Sh we don't showcase that part of our lives. You know, it was it was the past, and but something supernatural, like the you know how the rose grew from the concrete. That that poem. It's it's that's exactly what happened. And I always tell people because it's like a lot of people want steps, right? Like, would you? How'd you do it? Yeah. How did you become successful? And I always tell people, man, you want a better marriage, pursue Jesus. Yeah. Like you want to have a better, uh, you know, whatever, pursue Jesus. Like. There is, to me, I don't have like a 10-step formula, and it's because I think it's what you implanted in me when I was like, Jew, what do I do? You know, I'm trying to get my family back together. What do I do? You was just like, I, pursue Christ. You was like, open your Bible. Man. Get in prayer. But, you know, so many people went, well, do I get my wife roses, or do I go to counsel, or do I do? And you was just simply like, Nick, give your life to Jesus and let him yeah. work the rest and, out. And, and at that time, it, it that's all I knew, but I'm saying like, that's that's kind of a harsh reality for people to like that's, accept that's trying to accept like yeah. so what do you like that's what rob said to me rob and nick both brought the same things to me like during their times where they're they're battling they're like what do you mean like f go through the process follow jesus like what does that mean mm -hmm. because all we've known about following jesus was just going to church and reading the bible we didn't know that there was a whole nother dimension Man. to this that's it we didn't know that like you have to basically eat sleep breathe Bible, I mean, like, and, and and not that that's gonna get you saved, but that's gonna educate you about because a lot who of Jesus people is think and what Jesus is about. A lot of people, you brought that up. But a lot of people just think following Jesus is following a church, right? Yeah. So as long as I read my church, check my list, you know, then I'm good. And that's not a real relationship with Jesus. Absolutely not. Yeah, full surrender is, the, the, is, is what, what, what makes it all happen. Absolutely. The scripture tells us he who finds his life will lose it. He that's who right. loses his life for my name's sake will find it. We've spent our whole life, our whole life Man. searching for something that never existed yeah. outside of Christ. Yeah. Like our whole life. Like we're trying to find it's I mean, think about how how tiring that is because the devil paints a picture that's so different 
but how tiring that is of searching for a treasure that's that's not even there. Yeah. And a part of you know, deep down inside of you, you know it's not there, but mm-hmm. you're still searching for it, right? That's right. And that's what we've done our whole life was search for something that was never going to fill that void. That's right. John sixteen thirty three. it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I, I have overcome the world. And when you was um, just explaining about that, like, man, um, I think that it should uh, be a call to honor, to uh, to be persecuted, especially at the name of Christ uh, in a time like this. Uh, you know, Christ said that, we, you know, we'll be persecuted for his namesake. And let's make a distinction here. There's things that go that, that will happen in life that is not necessarily persecution or you think that the Lord is punishing you. Right. There A lot of problems that we're experiencing are problems that we created. 90, 95% of the problems we have in our life is because our we, own created, yeah, we yeah. created those problems. So it's not God punishing us or, and or, the, or the devil or the devil attacking us. It's we've put our, we've made a bunch of poor decisions and we have to fix it. Start making better choice, make better decisions. The better, the better decision is full surrenderance. We yeah, can't make it. we can't make better decisions. We try to make better decisions. I know, right? I always envied the people who were good, who who I would see, who could do certain things and and uh, act a certain way. And yet on the weekends they still went out and partied, right? But they was good people. They were good yeah. moralistic people. And that's what you see nowadays. You see a very moralistic um, ideology of uh, of a view of life of of. Like we said, people who say, you know, I can be whatever I want to be. I can do whatever I want to do, and nobody should say otherwise. But what's crazy is, like, I know Jew has introduced me to people, and in the world's eyes, like, they were successful. Like, they, you know, people that made a lot of money are people that, you know, had a big platform that the community would have looked like they got it all together. Yeah. But when you go behind closed doors, you see their life is in shambles and crumbling apart. That's what I'm saying. that's what a quote I love is, it's a... Without a heart transformed by the grace of God, you would just manage internal and external darkness. Man, that's it. And that's just the life that you see. Like, no matter how much money you have, no matter uh, how poor you are, no matter, you know, drugs or not drugs, like, that's all we're doing is managing internal and external darkness. It's it's an empty hole. A relationship with Christ. Yeah, it's it's an empty, dark hole um, outside of Christ. And even in marriage, like, that's one thing, you know, like I always tell Jonna is like, look, I, I'm not your savior, you know, like I can't, yeah. I can't fix what's in your heart. Yeah. And I think that's what so many people try to do is uh, they insert their self in Jesus's place. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Nick's looking real Rico Suave-ish man, today. He got it all the way. Look, together. man, he got a haircut. You can't tell him nothing. Shout out to my barber. Look, he Corey about to Abel. unbutton that top button right there. Man, look. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Let him drop 50. He's man. ready to go. Say, you hey. know how when Rob lost all that weight, he started. Oh, uh, man, it was he, different. He couldn't tell him nothing. He did different. He went from wearing, like, uh, shirts all the time. Man, I mean, new life. He got a whole new wardrobe. Shirt tucked he? in. New creation. What happened to that? It, I thought it was a it's business Friday. Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's casual nah, day. what about that one day he came in? With I had a business in? meeting. Man, look. <laughs> his shirt was tucked in. Like, he had it down to a T. Like, he took it. Man. Like, like he military. measured it. Yeah. So, what, uh, what do you think it is, though? Like, uh, so when I asked you, like, uh, why do you think so many more Christians aren't just unashamed in the gospel? Like, where it's just, you know, Jesus or uh, nothing. Jesus is better. Like, I mean, again, we moved to this uh, Americanized, that's like, what watered is. down Christianity. And in fact, nowadays, uh, 
Christianity is not the number one religion. Because Hatfield even said that when he preached. He said a lot of people will say God, yeah. but a lot of people won't say Jesus. I catch myself to make sure because sometimes when I like I, God is a is an actual being like the Father. The the Father, yes. The but father, I'm saying yeah. I I don't have in mind that whenever I say God, I'm thinking that the other person that that is listening to me yeah, already has an understanding of when I say God, who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, poor, poor me. I mean, I should maybe uh, uh, be more distinct about it, but in this Americanized uh, Christianity, meaning watered down, but it's a fact now that Christianity is not the, the number one religion in the world. Like yeah. as far as the group of group masses, like we are going to be the minority. We, we, in fact, we are the minority. Right. And um, eventually, and that's what a lot of, things that are going on right now is to push people uh the agenda is to push christianity um oh it's an attack of the world period it's an attack on christianity oh absolutely so uh moving when we're talking but here's here's one thing god tells us that no one is good yeah he doesn't say uh a moralistic or any i mean no one yeah no one period so when it comes to that, and that's what I tried to explain. I mean, Nick was saying earlier about you know you've you've seen people that that you would think because they're they're morally they're good they carry themselves they might go out here and there, but understanding that the 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 what we're doing when we have that mindset of like all right I'm gonna be at church on Sunday and I'm gonna live my life the rest of the week is we're rebirthing the same type yeah. of mentality the same type of uh, watered down Christianity without like devote Christians were what happened to like 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 certain like our church does it but I'm saying when when people like when's the last time you fell on your face and like pleaded with God I know I mean it's been a while I've you, been you, waking you know up that's what, that's what happens is is when we're at our bottom we're, yeah. we're, we're in that Man. position we talked about that at a small church the other night like mm-hmm. you know whenever you're at your bottom that's that's the most beautiful place that you could ever be in as far as the father's heart and where he wants his children at, right? Mm-hmm. What happens is time, things, situations come in between that relationship. So we forget that moment of desperation when we cried out to the father and, and he answered, right? And he yeah. was there. And you see a lot of people, what they say is when they're in jail, it's the closest they ever felt to God. Yeah, It's because so many things were stripped away that it was just you and him. Yeah. And what happens over time is the gifts distract us from the gift giver, yeah. right? Yeah. They, they become your God. Yeah. So uh, about them Red Devils. Red Devils travel to Lexington tomorrow. Word. Play the Bowling Green Purples state finals. What's the predictions? Owensboro by 14. Bowling Green by 30. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dang. Wow. Why, why would you even speak o- o- at it? Wow. Owensboro. Wow. By Pastor? Owensboro by seven. Man. I'm saying it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be an exciting game. Yeah. A blowout in the state champions? Them boys is ready. I just, hope they, come, the I just hope they come aggressive. They're like, exciting to watch. Look. You get this moment, man. Like, yeah. That's what, I, that's what I told Lucas the other day. Like, man, just, just embrace it. Hey, These they, moments are something that you will remember for the rest of your life. Owensboro's developing some. I seen the freshman lineman got a D one offer the other day. Huh? Wow. The a freshman lineman, uh, he's got an offer from Kentucky. From Owensboro? Yeah, I didn't know his name, but uh, I just seen it uh on Owensboro Times. Wow. 
That's that's big. A freshman, yeah, lineman, a, yeah, got a offer to Kentucky. His first D one offer as a freshman. Oh, that's big. That's I next mean, should level. Should you expect anything different? I mean, Rob's like, I've been to the who is it? No, nah. <laughs> look, look, and here's the crazy thing. Over the past, so I've had the I've had the opportunity to be able to you know be the character coach at Owensboro High School over the past you know two years. But the stuff that you would hear people say about the coaching staff and about just the program in general, um, and now it seems like everybody's on the bandwagon. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like They didn't trust the process. They didn't trust the process. You know, and I would hear some of the most hateful stuff, even before I became a character coach, about, you know, um, when when Jay Fallon first came on and how people, you know, just, you know, how people, everybody thinks they're coaches. Yeah. And I remember – my first season with with the Devils, uh, as far as being a character coach, I remember addressing somebody uh, because it's like you don't again you don't see just like me being an athlete, uh, being an athlete, you don't see what I really do. You just see the videos and you see yeah. me with companies and you see the, the limelight. You see the limelight, but you don't see the trenches. <laughs> like man, you don't you don't. It's like when, when people actually see it, it it's almost like. Like when Forrest Gump first got seen that action, <laughs> like you know, I remember the his face vividly, like in in that movie, what it looked like whenever they seen whenever he seen first action and like yeah. gunfire. Man, I'm just saying, I know maybe that's not a poor like, a great comparison, but I just kept on running. Yeah, you know what I mean, like <laughs> like that, <laughs> that's but that's just how it is, and, and people don't understand like what go like you're not just dealing with just the players, but. Parents, you're dealing with the parents, man. Emotions, you're dealing with the not. So the point I'm trying to make is, it doesn't just stop in practice. Yeah, the coaches have to deal with this outside of practice. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember you told me one time the coach had a defensive scheme set up, and the parent told his son, "Just don't. You just blitz. <laughs> you just do, do what you want to do." Yeah, man. Look, shout out to the coaching staff though because they've done a very good job. Yeah. Last time, look, last time we was at state, y'all knew what happened. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Yeah, but it, I, was, it wasn't a good situation. And ever since that moment, we've been on this rebuild, right? Yeah, we've been we've been rebuilding up year after year, and you know those moments hurt. But what do you teach your kids though? It takes what time. are parents teaching their kids though when they're hollering at the coach and you know and it's um you know coach put my kid in or you know do this and you your parents up there yet like L- listen I, I just I just know for a fact just from. From the history of Owensboro and, and just seeing coaches just in general, like you ain't getting a job if you don't know what you're doing. Man, tradition they of just, excellence. They just ain't they just ain't gonna hand you they just ain't gonna hand you a job and say, Oh, yeah, yeah, you you, you ain't you ain't had no previous experience, but we're gonna give you a job just because you, you talk a good game. They watched they watched uh they played Madden and they thought they could start yeah, running they the offense. They played Madden and thought thought that they could start running the <laughs> put, offense. Put them so, in the three four. That's what up. I used to do for Nick. But that's <laughs> though, for real though, play. like don't this is and this is not just when we're talking about Christianity. Plus, they'd be cussing out the coach, wouldn't they? Man, yeah, this is this is just life in general. This is our generation that we're talking about. Here's what it is: is he the coach all the time, or is he the coach just when we win? In Owensboro, man, in Owensboro, Look, just if you win, some people ain't liking what we're talking about. When they hear this, they ain't gonna like it. Oh yeah, they know deep down inside, and some people just gonna lie to themselves and 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 erase it like they ain't ever been one of the people. But let me tell you what. The crazy thing about it is, is the coaches know every single per- just oh, about yeah. every single person by their voice, by their voice. <laughs> who's been because subconscious they're picking that stuff in because oh, yeah. people are just nonstop and they hear stuff. So man, voices. 
I'm not saying that that's enough. We're never satisfied. But just the fact that that we're in this position today where we're going tomorrow, yeah. like, to me, it's hats off already because oh, of what up. they have to deal with. You know, I'm just saying just in general. I, I'm, just give me one second. The feeling of what it – look, I, I'll never forget this. Never forget this. And I wish I could relay this over uh, to the to the, um, to the players. But – I will never forget what it was like last year when we lost that football game. After last the football year. game. Last oh, year. last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year when we lost against that football Frederick game. Douglas. Against Frederick Douglass. The looks on those kids' faces. Man. It, I mean, like, it changed my perception. Man. Uh, just about every, like, just, I'm just saying just in sports in general how I felt about sports. The the hurt on them kids' faces. Yeah. And the opportunity, it re, it, it re, again, it reminded me of of the opportunity that I passed that I didn't get to achieve whatever it was that I was trying to achieve when I was at that age. So just seeing those kids go through that process and everything that they put in through the two-a-days, summer practices, getting up early in the morning, lifting weights, just running, the arguments, uh, getting chewed out, all these things. And, and just to be able to see what goes in outside of, uh, you know, like – from the outside looking in. Outside of Friday night. Getting to to see it. It's It's, To me, that's what's crazy is Owensboro, like what they're doing right now, like what's a win? Like is a win that when you hold up the trophy or is a win when you got, you're sending 15 kids to college who might not have been able to go. Oh, he's preaching. And I just think so often we look at wins the wrong way. Like it don't, like if you, like I want us to win state, but man, it's impressive. All the, I see everybody getting scholarships right now. Oh yeah, think about this. This is what I was gonna say. Think about how hard it would be to be on that coaching staff and hear all them voices behind you. Like yeah. them voices, they don't just they don't just you don't just say it like a parent doesn't just say that and it stays there. That travels with them coaches when they're driving home yeah. after the game. What do you think that they're hearing? And I think can't about take the. It. Think about the uh, the focus that you would have to have, but it's a good picture of life, right? You're always going to have these voices coming behind you saying what you should and shouldn't do, you know, yeah. because of where they're sitting at. You should do this. That's one reason why I like Gavin is he's just calm and cool. Yeah, yeah. but think about Jay. Think about Coach Fallon. Like how 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 focused he has to be to just drown out all that. Man, it's not and, and yeah, drown out all that. But and it's not even that's not even the the whole part of the pie then you have the the part of the the home life that's what i'm saying yeah like you got to understand you're talking i'd say at least apart from school that's 40 hours a week oh yeah football practice that's probably another 15 hours a week more than that i'm saying just just as far as physical practice oh yeah yeah. as far as game planning and stuff behind it yeah preparation i mean that's another probably 30 think about how many hours out of a week that is how much stress it is how do you fit your family in in the mix man he earned coach of the year so and and so i i lost it last season i mean the season before i was a newbie at it sometimes i get emotional and somebody said something i turned around and said shut up (laughs) then after the and i don't get our character like that right then after the Character game, coach. they they put something on on Facebook, and I just went all the way in. Like, look, if, you know, the same spiel. If you got, if you if you have the same accolades, and you've went through the process, then you should apply for for the. You coaching should job. apply for the coaching job. It's it's that simple. If you can do better, apply for the coaching job, and that's but that's the part of it. So, I know we're talking football, but I'm just saying, 
Oh, we're talking life. And, yeah, in general, that's what I'm, I'm honing it back to. Like, we have a generation where people are just ungrateful. Social media has given people this platform of just that people with so many different, uh, uh, um, not personalities, but what's it called whenever you're like, whenever Opinions. you're. Opinions. No, mental disabilities. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, just, just, and maybe mental disabilities isn't the correct word, but. I'm talking about the people that suffer from this egotistical, oh, yeah. narcissist. Um, it's a disease, man. I've it seen is. it. I've heard it. And, and I'm saying, like, how how crazy is it that you would think that you didn't even graduate college, but you know how to coach a <laughs> you can take them to <laughs> like state. A high school football yeah. team and get you them You can to take state. them to state champions. Or or have you ever seen somebody on a job site watch somebody do something and be like, oh, I can do that. That's easy. Oh, man, them are the worst. I'm telling you, them are the worst people. That them people <laughs> that have done it ten times, been there, done that, seen it. They got the they got the shirt to prove it. You know what I'm saying? You can't. You will never outdo a person like that. And that's what I'm saying. Like you have. So when it comes to those type of people, man, you just understand this. If you ain't been in a position where you've worked towards something. I believe you have no right in Man. saying that 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 uh, you can do better or that you can even produce that because you've never produced it before. You have no ground to stand on. You have no leg to stand on. Yeah, and that's kind of what went back to whenever I got I was arguing with this dude, and I'm like, you're, you're believing in this, but you have no leg to stand on. You don't even know what you're talking about, and you're trying to tell me how to live my life. Where does that belief come from? I don't know. I think it's again, me and Nick always talk about it. It's rooted in. You want to try to convince everybody else to do what you're doing because it makes you feel good. But when somebody you see somebody else that's living a life that that especially Christians that you that makes you ultimately have to answer to somebody, it makes people uncomfortable. Oh yeah. People ain't da- they ain't with authority. They oh no, they're they not. That's what the, I'm saying. They don't want to answer to nobody. That's what the that's what the biggest problem I think with this world is, is there's no honor of of authority. There's no honor of like on you know, even in even in honoring somebody, you know what I'm saying? Like I think the best thing that you can do for a coach or for anybody that's on the coaching staff is honor them. Because, you know, for a parent, what we get to see is we get to see the game days. Yeah. We don't see them. Uh, man, you know how much of a, a influence they are in our kids' lives, in them young men's lives? With I would say that they almost play a bigger role than, than the parent. They, they get to be with them at every single practice. Yeah. When they're struggling in school, they're there. When they're going through it with their girlfriends or whatever the case may be, they're there. So I would say, like, um, coach is the, the on minimal of what they are. And this is one team, too, also. And I know we're, we keep talking about Owensboro, but I'm just saying, like, we have we have Forever. direct relations. I love the Devils. But this is probably a team that I've seen where they don't bar none when it comes to who you are. Man. Like they check on everybody from the top player down to the to the to the least. Man. To the troublemakers, to the to the best kids. The least the least of these. Man, the least of these. And they don't bar none when it yeah. comes to that. So Great. Like, academics. Man, all that. They yeah. don't they do not bar none. So Again, because you see some coaches, if you're talented, you're the main. Focus. Oh man, you yeah. in there? Or you got the worst attitude, there. and they don't say nothing. Yeah, you're exactly. And I think that's the recipe. Me, Disaster. long story short, that's the. This is the recipe for success. It's how they've ran the program. Yeah, and um, ultimately, again, whenever you baby, we've seen it. We my oh, whole yeah. life. Yeah, 
we've been babies pretty mm-hmm. much to an extent by oh, yeah. whether women or, or people, teachers, whatever the case may be. And it didn't do nothing but ruin us, spoiled brats. Oh yeah, it's it's horrible, you know, and that's what I that's what I applaud them for is uh uh you know, just just their level of excellence on every single level. You yeah. know, if, if you're not performing well academically, you ain't playing. Yeah. If you good. if if you're disrespectful, you ain't playing. And I think that that's why you have that's why I think that it shows on the field. Like it's just not, you know, when things are going good, we're, we're going to battle. It's when things are bad, we're going to battle even harder. Yeah, it's just when you got a good leader, man, it sets the t- – they said that's one thing that's about what it is. Tom Brady is he sets the culture. That's what it is. So when he shows up, you know, he's got six Super Bowl rings or five or six or something, but he's always the first one at practice. He's oh, yeah. always the last one to lead. What's a college that he, says uh, – Even though he has already all the accolades, he shows up before anyone else. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, Bama football, right? Yep. Uh, Nick Saban. You know, they was interviewing the, the the program or whatever, going around and seeing what everybody does there. And they said that they asked the towel guy, like, what his job was there. And his job was to win national championships. Could you imagine the 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 just the feeling of being a part of a program where your whole goal is national championships? Nothing oh, yeah. else. Nothing else matters. That's you know what I'm saying? The Nick towel had, guy. Nick had that mindset. I'm, I'm folding towels. Yeah, look, Nick was on the bench. During the freshman game, (laughs) uh, he was Dick was like, "Let's go, guys!" He was getting guys waters. That's how you're supposed to be. No, that was so embarrassing. Look, 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 (laughs) the coach called me out at halftime. Halftime, you gotta understand, Coach Stennett wasn't Coach Stennett animated too. Oh yeah, Coach Stennett was in the crowd watching the freshman game, right? Yeah, big tournament. And Nick was getting them water and and just clapping. And Coach Stennett came down at halftime. And we're all sitting there, and he's mad. He's like, uh, he's like, and all of y'all who sit on the bench, y'all need to be like Martin. Martin's <laughs> clapping. He, he ain't even got in the game yet. He got everybody water. <laughs> Look, he's getting water. Jews Look, over, dude. like. <laughs> <laughs> Look, but, but so did you end up getting in because of it? Probably, oh, probably oh, not, no. but, but listen, here's the crazy thing about it. Why am I laughing? And he's serving. That's the world. Man, that's oh, yeah. it. That's, that's the world. He's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Man, he's, he's serving his servant. team. No, nah, that's what parents, uh, that's where they get confused at is they look at the wins of, is my daughter an all-star or not, when there's so much more you can coach on your kid. Look, man. my daughter told me she wanted a trophy. I said, well, you're going to have to earn it. Man, that's I know it. that's right. you got to earn it. Hey, look, check that's this it. out. I told, uh, you're exactly right. man, you know, even the kids that are on the sideline, like you can see it. Um, me and my son, we had a conversation the other day, and I said, you know, can you see, do you think that you can see intimidation in somebody can you see um someone that's not confident in what they do like you think you can physically see that and he was like yeah but i don't think that he understand what i'm saying like you have a you have such a uh morale about you in the way that you carry yourself that even when you're on the sideline the coaches see that the coaches yeah. see the ones that don't care you got your hands on your hips you know you ain't you ain't clapping for your teammates man i would say i would rather have a, a team full of of players like uh, what Nick was doing rather than, than players that sitting back and just waiting on their time. Yeah, I think with that, there's a little mixture of that too. So, like, which Nick would play, but for the most for, – for average people, whenever they would be in that position, when it comes to competitive sports – I ain't getting you no water. You know what I mean? That's how the, that's how oh, that's yeah, the outlook. I, I ain't getting you no water. I'm like, dang, what, what, what? I do? <laughs> the, the wrong thing is the wrong thing is celebrated nowadays. Yeah. So – my thing is like, 
who who cares if you got the game winning touchdown if you go to prison, right? Man, that's it. But you see so many people, and Jew has said this before, but all they have to live on is their old high school days. Man, Al Bundy. Man, I was uh, scoring thirty. Al points. Bundy. I scored thirty points in uh, eighty eight. That's the podcast. That's, what have you done since then, Al Bundy? Man, look, I, I still hear it today. It, it, it's it is. Uh, I mean, heck, it switched over from sport. I mean, from that sport to the sport that uh, that I'm in now is like, oh yeah, back in uh, such yeah. and such, <laughs> I would, and I'm just like Al Bundy's. Yeah, I'm just like it's it's you got to move past it. What are you doing now? I bet you, know? you get man. What are you kind, doing now? I bet you get all. I left at 400 in the eighth grade. Man, people tell me, look, I got these characters <laughs> I've made up, and all of them, all the characters are gonna tell me. That they got somebody that 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 outworked Julius Maddox, man. <laughs> this no, seriously, I've been, I've been in this mindset, man. 20, 2020, What has twenty twenty taught you? What has it taught me? Yeah, what has it taught you? That no matter what you think you are, life has a way of exposing it. That's a that's beast right there. Twenty twenty about myself. What twenty twenty about yourself? What has it taught you? Just adjust. You know when life throws you a curveball, adjust. I see what you put on Facebook the other day about vision. You know, and I, I would say, <laughs> I, I would say that even through this, like that, my like because of what has happened, it has like fully focused. It it may it twenty twenty has turned me into a grown man. Oh, that's good. But man. it has showed it me twenty twenty put hair in your chest. Man, they put hair on my chest and my arms. Man, I got one gray hair on my chest. Man, I got multiple I got gray hair. One gray hair. <laughs> he plucked them out. So, so if I could tell you 2020, what 2020 has done for me, it's that 2020 has definitely showed me that I'm capable of handling whatever stress is thrown my way. Man, that's right. It has taught, and this is for everybody, it has taught us that even though you may not seem your progress is up here, but I promise you, parents that, and people that are on the other side of this, I promise you, whether you've seen it or not, you have grown in some way, shape, or form. Oh man! Especially when you got kids and they're in, they're in. Think about it. They're in virtual school. Not only virtual school, but eating all your food. Eating all your food as part of it. But not only virtual school, but you're balancing work. Man, you're dealing with like you got to understand when you go from living. One way, and it overnight the switch is flipped, Man. and you have to adapt and change. There, there's not even bits and pieces. You have to restructure your whole life around something that you're not getting benefits from. Mm-hmm. We're not necessarily getting. We're not getting uh, oh, stipend checks see right or now. residual checks. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm saying through the mail. I mean, like as far as assistance. It's so for the average mom or dad, single parent that has a, a full time job that has three kids at home. Doing virtual school and you have to balance that yeah, out. Yeah. Like, trust me, if you've made it this far, oh yeah, without killing yourself or killing your kids, oh yeah, like you you're doing a good job. That's oh it. yeah, you're doing a lot better you're than doing, what you think. You're doing a lot better yeah. than what you think. Like, relax. I'm not saying relax. Like, don't take it like I'm. But I'm you're saying, doing like, good. Breathe, good. man. That's like, it. breathe and, and take it in because you talking that uh, talk, man. I'm I'm telling you, like, I've experienced it. I see it. Like, even seeing my wife. My wife is a stay at home mom, but just. Like seeing her deal with each kid, like we got four kids, three of them always need help at all times. They're always, you know, you have to stay on them kids because they want to start looking at stuff. <laughs> I'm yeah. doing my homework. The the screen is on yeah. and they're like, man, I'm still like, like it. You know what I mean? And so yeah. like, like we wouldn't have on, made it through virtual. 
Oh man. We would have came up with a way to be able hey, I to. I would have had a picture of myself on the wall. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But the teachers are good though. And shout out to the look. Oh yeah. There's two people yeah. want to. Three people want to shout out to. I want to shout out to all the um the 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 medical field personnel. Yeah. Please. Mm-hmm. I want to shout out to the teachers that have yeah, patience. That's it. But I mean, I want to shout out to the people in retail, like at Walmart. Like I know that sounds crazy, but let me tell you what. They're getting it done. Food places, adjusting. They're getting it done. Think oh, about yeah. it. Like they're putting their life on. I know it's for a paycheck, but considering what these corporations are paying some of these people, eight nine dollars an hour, Man. seven seven fifty. Shame on you. And they're working for for and they're serving food to feed their family in a in a season where yeah. Where like it's in mass chaos, man. Man, look, that's salute why, you guys. Look, man. That's why I said adjustment yeah. because like when Bella did cheerleading, you you know, and that coach was a volunteer. It wasn't like she got paid. Yeah, but she constantly had to adjust to the Corona standards and you know different people missing and, and getting kicked off the team. And then man, it's just been a year where you think like, man, people are uh, have persevered. Oh, that's one thing that you have seen all throughout this year is people persevering. You know, but mm-hmm. here's the here's the worst thing is, is when you're in it, you can't see it. That's it. Because it, you see what's right in front of you. You see the bills. Yeah. Right? She, my, our coach did a good job this Man, year. they did it. They did a great job. And they and, got a trophy that they work for. But look, that's what I told people. Because they was like, won't you just let Bella quit this year? Because of Corona It'd and be stuff. easier. Because it was going to be easier. They had to practice outside. It was cold. You know, it just wasn't normal. And I was like, no, nah, if she quits now... Then imagine when things get hard in her life, she'll always think about quitting. That's right. She yeah. will always think and about that's quitting. That's what I told her. I said, "You signed up. We going through." Man, I told my son that the other man, day. That's look, a commitment, man. Look, Nick, I appreciate you for that. <laughs> no, for real, because like I remember whenever I just quit and I didn't have somebody saying like, "No, you're gonna stick that's to right. this." Oh, that's it. So reverting, reverting back to what we talked about in the beginning, like when I tried to explain to this dude outside of Christ, like I am a mess. Like I run when stuff gets gets hard. Yeah. When me and my wife are going through it. That's it. Like if I didn't have Christ in my life, I would be gone. Man, you want to vanish, don't you? I would like like uh, the ninja, like, like the, the genie ninja turtles. <laughs> what, what is that ninja vanish? And they threw the rock down, and it would, <laughs> and they would just disappear. <laughs> that would have been me. You I remember I quit. Ba- I remember I quit baseball in ninth grade, tenth grade. And y'all was good. Like and no they, one, no one batted an eye. It look, was like who cares? When Nick Nim, well, look, I'm I'm vouching for this. Well, look, when Nick Nim were going through like uh, a Babe Ruth and all of that stuff, look, we knew once they hit high school, hey, they was gonna be athletes. But I think that's the difference. Ath- like real athletes. You gotta be a cheerleader to your kids. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you should be your kid's number one cheerleader. That's what made me quit. I was but like, look, not I just... was like, ain't nobody at the game. Nick was <laughs> like, I gotta walk. I gotta walk to my. I gotta practice? walk to practice. Walk oh, home yeah. from practice. Look, but think about this. Not just a cheerleader. I think the worst thing that you can do for a kid is always be their cheerleader. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you gotta be the judge. Sometimes you mm. gotta you gotta be the one that says, Big "Look, nugget. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look, I had to, look me. And, I'm telling you, the other night, me and my son, we had a real conversation. <laughs> we had a real conversation. I know, I know what that means. I know you was straight blunt, straight to the point. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, look, sometimes you need to feel the the truth of reality. Yeah. Unless you know, you, and unless you feel that, look, I don't think that you're you're gonna always lie to yourself and 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 believe the lie. The crazy thing about that, which I've done it my whole life, is is like Rob, what you're doing is is 100 percent right. Yeah. But why do we feel bad sometimes about doing it? Like, it's, man, because our kid, I'm telling you, it's generational. They're emotional, bro. And like, so I start to feel bad 
when I when I'm like trying oh, to I give them too. constructive criticism. But I wish I would have had that constructive criticism whenever I was That's a kid. That's it. And I tell you, look, this is what I tell my kids all the time. You may not see it. Same thing my, my mom told me. You may not see it now, but one day you'll thank me for it, right? You hated her for look, it. Look, I'm telling you, look, I told uh I told Lucas, look, because this is how because we've seen the things that our parents told us to be so true as we've grown throughout life, right? Oh, look, when you start something, you finish it. That's it. You you say you're gonna do something, you do it. It's just the principles of life. Like, what are you standing on? Because how you do anything is how you do everything. That's why I say you're teaching them so much more than a game. It's more. It's this. This is a life, right? So I told them to, to, uh, to get the leaves. I put the leaves in a pile. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Your job is to bag them up for me. You start to develop those habits at an early age. So he he started he started doing them. He got like four or five bags filled up, right? Yeah. They sit there. the The rest of the the pile has sit there the rest of the week, right? I know Rob had a lecture. I know you just kept walking. I'm just waiting for it. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just waiting for it, right? Because he gonna come. There's gonna come a time when he asks to do what? To Can do I get something. Some money or Can not? I do something, yeah. right? Go yeah. see his girl. Anything, right? So <laughs> yeah. I told him, look. He did the Lewis and Gina on him. Look, I was waiting on look, him. He I got, knew it was coming because I knew it was coming. He got the leaves of the next day, didn't he? Oh, as soon as he wanted to do something. This is the. This is what he I, had. This, he did it with zeal. Hey, look. Look. He had his beats by Dre on. Yeah. Hey, he was like, <laughs> hey, look, man, he was singing. Look, but the thing is, is why is it that whenever, whenever we want things to go our way, we're willing to put in that that Rob, effort? I mean, that's just that's just. Us. I did it too. Don't get me. Same. Don't get it wrong. But what I'm saying is, 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 look, that same effort that you want to do something with, just give me that yeah. same effort in the things I ask you because I don't ask you to do too yeah, much. Because in real life, think about it. Real life's coming all week. Yeah, real life is coming, but all week. We could be we could be like sliding, just making it burly, making yep. it through the days. Man. But let Friday come, payday come on that check. Oh, you happy? Oh, man, you skipping? Oh, look, even in the morning, like you might not, you might be dragging a little bit. But once it sets in, like I'm about to be off in a couple hours, and it's payday, and my bills are paid. Oh, I got man. some money in my pocket. Like <laughs> can't tell me. You walk all the weekend. You walking man, look, different, ain't you? Man, you walk. You walking. You real got a different, different swag. All I'm you saying stop is stop at the barber shop. Man, look, give me the same swag. Man, yeah. Give, give me look. Put forth that effort. So I know we've been all over all over the uh, the court today, but we've been talking. I just think that that these conversations are just what have uh, been on our heart lately, and and you know yeah. I think that I know that everything that we've covered today, that somebody can take something. Oh away yeah, from no doubt. What we talked about today, oh, absolutely. No. McNuggets full of so, McNuggets. Um, and this is why we do what we do is because we just want to inspire you guys and. You know, we want to challenge you guys, and we want to grow together. I want to see somebody ten years from now to say, um, "Man, y'all are still doing this podcast." And and let me tell you what, it's changed my life over the past oh, yeah. five years. Oh, I see it like, now. You know, so I see I see us affecting the world around us in so many different ways. You know how you can just sit back and just see. Yep. You see. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I know it's working, man. And the beautiful thing is, is that we're trusting the process as we're telling other people to trust the process because. It ain't easy. This year ain't been easy for nobody. But just like you said, you're doing a lot better than what you think. And oh, you know, yeah. sometimes the best thing, the best, the best person for you to say that to is yourself. Yeah. Y'all got anything before we're gone? Nah. Persevere. Go, the, go, Red Devil. The Red Devils. The, uh, hey, if comments. you're available tonight, um, we, uh, the Red Devils are having a drive-through send-off parade. Um, yeah. Uh oh. Over there. It says uh, our audio was low. Over there next to the school. Yeah. You know, we'll they're, pre- they're... We'll be premiering it later. Could people not hear our audio today? Uh, one person said that. 
I can't hear. No, it was perfectly fine. Yeah. yeah. You can't let the voices, bro. Boom. We just talked about that. Have a Merry Christmas. Man, go Red Devils. We'll see you next week. Let's go. Peace. Wish you a Merry Christmas. Trust the process. Don't rush the process. I've been to hell and back more than a couple times. Yeah, it's true, but I'm headed to the finish line. So the mind never stop when it come to minds. God gave me this light, I'ma let it shine. Put the weights on the bar, man, dinner time. The pain don't do anything but in